When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Blue Jays now leading the White Sox 3-0 in the top of the fourth. I don't know if you saw this today. Steve Bartman, yeah, the guy who many people blame for costing the Cubs a trip to the World Series in 2003, was given a World Series ring for 2016 by the Cubs. Interesting gesture there. John Tortorella, head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, gets a one-year extension. He was going into the final year of his contract, so now he has two years left with the extension. FC Edmonton starting their fall season on uh, yesterday at Clark Park. They lose 2-1 to the Indy 11. They will play at Indy coming up on Saturday. All right, my name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad Eskimos 5-0. They'll host 0-5 Hamilton on Friday night. And how about Brandon Zilstra? What a star he has become. Motion starts. Bowman going left side to right side as Riley takes the snap and drops back. Riley, he wants to go deep. He is going deep. He's got a man. And it is complete. And to the end zone. No, just knocked down inside the five is Brandon Zilstra. What a swing in this game. A huge play inside the five to Zilstra. Motion starts. Riley waits for the ball now. Settles in the pocket and throws over the top to Zilstra inside the 15. And the Eskimos are knocking on the door. Riley takes the snap, second and 10. Waits, steps up into the pocket. He throws to the back of the end zone. There it is! Touchdown, Eskimos! And Brandon Zilstra takes the first pie out of the oven. You know, the stats are eye-popping for Zilstra. He has now played 11 games as an Edmonton Eskimo. He has 1,024 yards receiving. He has gone over 100 yards in a game six times out of the 11 he has played for the green and gold. Truly an emerging star in the CFL. And I'm pleased to catch up with the man who coached Zilstra at Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota. It is their head football coach, Terry Horan. Terry, welcome to the show. My name is Reed Wilkins. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks, Reed, for having me on tonight. Yeah, well, thanks for making time for me. I don't know if you were uh, surprised to get the request or not, but uh, are you surprised at all to see Zilstra emerge as such a star very quickly in professional football? You know, I'm not surprised at all. I, and uh, I just uh, I told him uh, when he was on that practice squad, I said, just keep working hard because you're going to get your opportunity. And when you do, you go to pay dirt. And he certainly has. And, and that's uh, you know that's kind of been him all the way through. He's just he's such a hard worker. He's very driven, uh, super athletic. Um, doesn't surprise me at all that he's having the success that he's having, and he and he's he's generated it all. I mean, he's such a hard worker. He's a student of the game, um, and he fits very very well into that Canadian scheme. 
Well, take me back a little bit to him, uh, you know, going to Concordia. I, I don't know if you have a story or a memory about the recruiting process or something that you saw uh, about him that, that, made him, that made him stand out either when you were recruiting him or maybe or early on in, in his career there that kind of made him, made you right. kind of think, oh, okay, might have something here. Well, you know, I, I grew up in Wilmer, Minnesota, and he grew up in New London Spicer, which were about nine miles apart from each other. And so I take a lot of pride in recruiting that west central Minnesota area. Moorhead is right across the Red River from Fargo, North Dakota. So we're kind of northwest, but, uh, you know, about two and a half hours. Well, anyways, I had recruited his older brother, Justin, a, a nice uh, defensive lineman, um, was a star center on their basketball team that won the state championship that year and and brandon actually was a sophomore star on that team as well and and i remember watching him play basketball and seeing his skills and and then we just started recruiting him and during uh you know during his senior year and he actually um decided to go division two to augustana uh in sioux falls south dakota um, right out of the gates, he was a redshirt freshman there, which means you're just a practice player for a year. And then his true freshman year, he was a spot player, played on some special teams. And, and then they had a coaching change, and he was just tired. He wanted to get out of there, and, and he reached out to us, and I was happy to receive the phone call. Needless to say, we needed some help out on the perimeter. And Brandon came up at, after Christmas time, so he started second semester uh, with us, and I'll never forget his first uh, his first catch in a Cobber uniform was at our place against uh, I believe it was Jamestown it was Jamestown or Valley City State one of the two and it was a little hitch route he caught the hitch route about six yards deep and he turned it upfield and he went about sixty five yards for a touchdown and we all looked at each other and we're just going wow this guy is explosive and. We need to start feeding him the football, and, and he had a stellar career. He played three years with us, and uh, every year he got better and better and better, and he has done that now as he's graduated too. Terry, one thing that, that I find about Zilstra is I've, I've seen him now play 11 games for the Eskimos is he just seems so smooth to me. I mean, he's not one of those guys yeah. where he's not necessarily – I mean, he's he's quick, but he's not blazing by guys on deep patterns. But it just seems when he runs a pattern, he, he just all of a sudden seems to dart into that right area and, and his hands are well positioned to make a catch. And, then, and, and I'm sure you know from watching CFL games, yards after the catch – can be so big because you know they got one you got one fewer down and and you try to you know spread the defense horizontally as much as vertically but i just use smooth as a word to describe him you know that's a that's a great um great characteristic of him too he is smooth and and some of the things that you know we saw in him too was most definitely yards after catch he was he was very good at uh, getting himself north and south in a hurry and making plays you know, he, he's got really quick feet and, and positioning of his body to make a catch. I've never seen anybody do it better. The catch that he had just last week where he's in the corner of the end zone and he had a just in the air to catch the football and he caught it. He was doing that for us all the time. He just has a knack for it. He's got strong hands. You know what? I don't know if many people know. This guy is like a professional water skier, too. I mean, he's he's smooth on the lake as well. <laughs> he's, he's just so gifted. He's a six ten high jumper. 
I mean, he really is a freaky athlete, and um, we're so excited and happy that he's having the successes that he's having up there in Edmonton, and what a you know what a beautiful place for him to be at. Terry Horan joining us, head coach, Concordia College football team, Moorhead, Minnesota. Okay, a couple non-Zilstra questions for you, Terry. The Concordia Cobbers. Cobbers, the name of your sports teams there, Concordia. <laughs> what exactly? I mean, I hear cob, I think of corn. So is it that simple, or what's a cobber? <laughs> it is that simple. We were surrounded by cornfields when Concordia was founded, so they decided to, to name us the Cobbers. Our mascot is an ear of corn so our our slogan up here is fear the ear and and it's a it's a it's a scary looking piece of corn in fact espn always ranks us as one of the top mascots in the country okay so it is quite quite unique that's a great that's a true college nickname and college story so that's pretty cool uh, you know <laughs> terry I, I reached out to you on the weekend obviously seeing if you had time to do this interview so i started reading up a little bit on concordia and you know you are a, a grad of the school and that and now uh, was this 16 years for you as the football coach yeah i'm going on my 17th Go year on. as the head football coach i i played in the program back in the mid to late 80s and graduated in the spring of 1989. I coached some high school football for a while, and then I came up to Concordia as an assistant coach, recruiting coordinator, and and then the gentleman that I took over for was my mentor and head coach, Jim Christopherson, who is a Concordia grad himself, and he actually uh, had been the coach for 32 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, amazing coach. The coach before him was Jake Christensen, who the stadium's named after. He was the head coach for 28 years. Oh, wow. Okay, so, so you got a ways to go still. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I grabbed my heart when the AD handed over the mic to me when they, when we had the press conference for, uh, for getting this head position. He says, we hire football coaches around here every 30 years. So, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's really a great tradition. It's my alma mater. It's a great place, and we have wonderful young men like and we just, they don't come finer than Brandon Zilstra, you guys. Well, we're lucky to have him. And I, I just want to ask you one more question about Concordia because, I, you know, I found some, well, I found several lists of notable alumni. You've had NFL players. You, the head coach of the Sacramento Kings in the NBA went to Concordia. You've had, like, NASA scientists, uh, you know, obviously several politicians. And, and and as I mentioned, a lot of people who go to school there go back there. Just give me a sense of the campus life and the uh, uh, maybe the importance of, of athletics there in Concordia. It seems like it's a smaller school, but it seems like a pretty um, I, I mean, unified, not, not, might not be the right word, but a special place that uh, draws a lot of loyalty out of people, I guess. Uh, you know, loyalty is really, really true, and Concordia is a special place. and We have probably about 2,600 students. And um, we have 22 uh, collegiate sports. Uh, football is, is right up there is at the top of, uh, of the crop, and we get, um, we get great backing. It's not a suitcase campus, which means you know, people don't leave on the weekend. They stick around. We're in a great Fargo-Morehead area with about, about 180,000 people with three institutions of higher education. But Concordia is truly special. Um, in fact, one uh, little note, uh, our class ring is so, there's so much tradition with the class ring at Concordia. Almost every student will get one. The only other place that has the tradition like ours is the service academies. And uh, Jostin's rings will tell you that the Concordia class ring is, 
is so popular. You go anywhere, and people will see your ring, and they just start talking about their days at Concordia. It's truly a special place, and we were lucky to have Brandon, and and we're lucky to to um, share all his uh, his good he's doing up there in Edmonton too. Uh, he's got a lot of fans down here, and a lot of a lot of people wearing green and gold, and it's not for. Uh, not for North Dakota State across the river. It's for you guys up there in Edmonton. Well, that's exciting, and I know Zilstra's featured in a in a in an article on, on your website. So you're definitely proud of him, Terry. Just one quick favor before I let you go: if NFL teams call about Brandon Zilstra, you got to tell them that he's terrible, okay? Because we want to keep him. <laughs> we don't want another Darrell Walker going to going south. All right? <laughs> uh, he, he's he's so special, and um, you guys and. And he's even a better person, and I, I'm sure you're getting to know him. He's so humble, and um, yeah, you know, he's just a just a great man. So I'm, I'm, we're all wishing him well. Terry, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, now you got another person, namely me, who's going to be following your team in the fall too. I may have to rely on the internet, but that's okay. Thanks so much for making time for us and letting us know about Brandon's path to the Eskimos. Hey, thanks so much for the phone call. We appreciate it. It's great to talk about Brandon. That is Terry Haran checking in. Great interview there. Head coach, the Concordia Cobbers. And yes, as he said, it is that simple. Uh, an ear of corn is their mascot. Fear the ear. That is uh, that is true college stuff right there. 718 Inside Sports on 630 Chad. You can text 630-630. The Edmonton Prospects playoff time. We'll tee it up when we get back. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Inside Sports on 630, Chad Morley Scott has the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss coming up from 7.30 to 8 tonight. Chuck texting in, he says, uh, great interview, old Wilkie. Any luck getting Johnny Goudreau on from Calgary to talk about how he wants to play for the Flyers one day, LOL. Yeah, I think if I pitch that interview to the Flames with that topic, that it may be Johnny's not available. Uh, but thanks, Chuck. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was awesome to talk to uh, Terry Horan. So Concordia College uh, in uh, in Moorhead, Minnesota. So he was Brandon Zilstra's college coach. Terry's been the football coach there for 16 years. The uh, previous two coaches, I think he said, were there 28 and 30. So. Uh, yeah, and he said when he was hired, the athletic director said, well, "Yeah, we hire football coaches for life here." But it's uh, but it's an, an interesting little story. Morley Scott checking into uh, studio here as well. Uh, you maybe you know this because you're around the Eskimos on a daily basis. I uh, I miss this tidbit. I think uh, Brandon Zilstra is a, a, a I, I think he said professional water skier. Maybe 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 he said exceptional, and he can high jump six ten. That isn't bad. That I believe. Yeah. Uh, he, we've seen him go up to get the football an awful lot, too. So that comes in handy. So, yeah. Water skier, though, eh? Yeah. I'm going to have to ask about the yeah. uh, the water skiing uh, moves as well. But that's cool. Uh, that's cool catching up with Brandon's uh, football coach. And, he, you know, he, as, as I would expect, but that's often what separates guys. He's emphasized the work ethic and the football intelligence and always learning the playbook and new little ways to... To, to get yards, and he emphasized his ability to get yards after the catch. 
which which is we've seen is excellent here. So I'm sure you'll have to talk a little bit about Brandon and his excellent season with uh, Jason Moss as well. Want to uh, bring on the show here, Orf Franchuk, old friend of the program. Well, not that you're old, Orf, but you know what I mean. Uh, Director of uh, Baseball Development for the Edmonton Prospects. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and and, and I am pretty old. <laughs> Well, you're a you're a, a fixture in the Edmonton baseball community, and that means a lot to the city. And uh, now with the Edmonton prospects, and uh, I'm glad to finally talk to somebody from the prospects organization because hey, it is it's it's playoff time, and uh, I, I believe you guys got to 500 for the regular season, and you got the matchup against Okotoks in the West semifinal. Uh, best of five series starts tomorrow in Okotoks. You guys will be home Thursday and Friday, Friday if necessary. Or if, give me a little sense about this year's journey for uh, for the prospects uh, underachieving overachieving or how would you characterize it ah uh, we had it was like a little bit of everything uh, but you know we were again we were this is probably our um, our best year record wise uh, and you know and, and then the thing about the club is uh, you know we're competing against teams in the league that have 16 17 18. Uh, up to 20 American players on their roster. We we only have one import, and that's a kid from uh, Australia. All the rest are local kids and Canadian kids from different parts of Canada. So, uh, you know, achieving what we achieved, we we really feel good about that. And uh, you know, last year we we played. We were in fourth place. We played Okotoks in the first round, and uh, we ended up knocking them off and getting going all the way to the finals. So. You know, we're hoping that uh, they're a lot better than they were last year, and we feel like we're better. And so it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, got a few nicks and, and, and scrapes, but uh, you know that's part of the part of the part of the process. Or what can you tell me about the decision to stock the roster, like you said, mainly with local players and Canadians? Because we should just give some general context. The league is often uh, the league is college kids in their off season, so NCAA guys will come up here and play. How come you decided to go with the local and Canadian route this year? Well, you know what, we did have I think up to six or seven American kids at the beginning uh, of the season, and they they were brought in on a <laughs> with the understanding that they had to, you know, when they got here, they were going to have a period of time where they had to show that they were better than the Canadian kids that we had here. And uh, not one of them, were, not, none of them were able to do that. So uh, we felt, you know, if you're going to be an American kid, you're going to be an import, you're going to come in here and be better than what we have. And, and that and that was the case. It just happened that, you know, that didn't, that wasn't part of the, they just weren't able to do that. So not, it's not like, that we don't want Americans, you know. We we, we would. Uh, we're just trying to get the best player. We were just trying to get the best players that that we could at the time, and and that's kind of how it worked out. All right, or I'm really sorry. I'm tight for time. Uh, so we'll have to do this again when you guys advance to the next round. And yes, I'm being <laughs> confident there, but I'm allowed to do that. So you you start the series in Okotoks. Uh, your home games are Thursday, Friday. Are those 7 p.m. first pitch if people want to yeah, go? T- yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, and uh, and and Wednesday we're in Okotoks at seven o'clock. Then Thursday and Friday. We're back here in Edmonton at 7 o'clock. All right, all at REMAX Field, so some big games there. Hey, Orf, thanks for checking in, man. Let's talk again soon, okay? You got it. Enjoy it. Thanks for having me. That is Orf Franchuk, Director of Playoff, uh, uh, sorry, Director of Baseball Development for the Edmonton Prospects, who are uh, into the playoffs. It's going to be a good series against Okotoks. All right. 
Besides Orv, you heard from Terry Horan from Concordia College in Minnesota. Ryan Heisey, who's getting ready for the McKenzie Tour event, the Oil Country Championship at Windermere, tees off on Thursday. Rick Zamperin as well, host of the fifth quarter, CHML Radio in Hamilton. The Tiger Cats are hurting. The Eskimos are hurting injury-wise, but not in the win column. 5-0, head coach Jason Moss up next with Morley Scott. Thanks to the producer of the show, Dave Campbell, the studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. My name is Reed Wilkins. I'll talk to you again at 6 tomorrow. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.